When they found her, she was barely alive. And with child. That girl was Amanda Kruger. Her child, Freddy. The bastard son of a hundred maniacs. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Two more minutes. We're about to start off, baby. Will you go for a walk with Mama? Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, let's do it. Click it. Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I'm Hans. I'm Casey. Casey, did you know that we were talking about it early? Um, yeah. The original Looney Tunes, which you can watch some of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Looney Tunes, I got one behind me. For, you got one. I got a timer yeah. set. In the- um, <laughs> uh, the, uh, for Halloween, like on HBO, they had like yeah. check out shorts of Halloween-based cartoons, and there's some classic yeah. Looney Tunes ones. But they had some old ones. God, they were amazing. From like the Depression, Looney Tunes, oh, sure, circa yeah. 1934. That's like when Elmer Fudd looks like an actual scary fat old man. And Porky Pig is disturbing and has a very deep voice. And he's always <laughs> concerned about like the stuff. <laughs> the like, he's con- yeah, he's concerned about the price of goods and services. Bye, baby. You close the door? Please. Being unreasonable, dead. As I was saying, um, do you have an es- an escape? It is post Halloween, so of course all the ex- escaped mental patients have to be brought back to the fold. So much candy consumption and oh, like course. emotions and schedules are just so spiked and strained. It's just so much exterior. Yeah. It's just like costumes, candy, fun. People talking, walking. Right, which is amazing. But it, 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 you know, too much of a good thing if you. Of course. If I say yes. so. So, yeah, for those of you listening, my daughter Ruby's losing her mind. Speaking of, probably because of, like, exactly what we're talking about, she loves these old Looney Tunes cartoons, mm-hmm. which I, yeah. I love because you never know what's going to kind of strike her fancy or grab her attention. And these were amazing. Uh, we were leaving off with uh, the old Porky Pig. He's very like human pig hybrid. So he's like an he's your classic like Depression era everyman. Yes, it's like Grapes of Wrath, except in, instead of yes, he's starring a, uh, Peter, not Peter O'Toole, but um, <laughs> like, Grapes uh, of Wrath, James like, Dean. Why am, I, why am I drawing a blank? East of Eden. Uh, uh, he's got a famous son and a famous daughter. Uh. uh Tony Tatum O'Neill. It's not Tatum O'Neill. Is it an O'Neill? I was going to say Tony Curtis. Close enough. <laughs> we'll go Tony Curtis <laughs> and Grapes of Wrath. No, but yeah, the the one we saw like Porky Pig was like just this farmer and the rain wasn't coming. And it's slow in, in like real time sh- thro- showed all the produce shriveling up on the vine. He's like. Boy, we have so he's got this weird deep voice, like brother. Can you spare a dime? So that's it. So he's like, son, we have one dollar. Buy us feed because all their livestock went on strike. This is the cartoons of the thirties. Oh, it's amazing. amazing. They all have um, uh, sandwich boards on, and they're walking out of the barn, and they're like, no, no work for no pay feed, and like one is like. Like 
we pay our union dues. I was like, oh my god, and they're all like ribs are showing. The animation's beautiful. Oh, like they're all cool. emaciated. I yeah. Oh, and it's you so know good. that got a pop. That lit that theater on oh, fire. Yes. Everybody is laughing. Oh yeah. Like just to give you, if you can't imagine yourself being in someone else's shoes, if you don't have that empathy and can't imagine what what it must have been like, look at that. That's the joke. That's the big joke. Emaciated food is going on strike, and they're taking it. We're we're just gonna rib these guys out here on the picket line. Right, and think about this: when the when this is going on, it's mid depression. That's also yeah. the dust bowls going on. So they're also yeah. laughing at these farmers. Like he literally reaches into an old sock coin coin purse and pulls out a one dollar coin. He's like, "Buy us feed. It's our only chance." And he goes out instead of buying feed. His son buy like runs into a snake oil salesman that's selling rain okay. pills. Ooh, good one. But they work. But the problem is these hungry farm animals eat all their weather pills and like, you know, get the reaction. So a chicken becomes electrified because it eats the lightning pill. So good. So good. Amazing cartoon. Really timely. And it's just a reminder. Like, yeah. I said Peter Fonda. Peter Fonda. Was he the one in Yuli's Gold? Or I mean, on Golden Pond? Yes. Mm. Yuli was uh, whatever his son's was, name is. Was also another. It was the the counterpoint to On Golden Pond. Was it really? Was that a sequel? No, I don't, that's what I always in my mind. It's like there are those the seminal old people movies. It's yeah. like Cocoon, yes. On Golden Pond, Yuli's Gold. They all exist in that same area of when we were kids and you couldn't change the channel. You're just like, eh. Better than learning something. <laughs> I just I just love fun words and words I question Yulies, their words. Yeah. So Yuli, it's always it's for twenty five years it's been a go to like odd title to me. Like, what are we gonna watch? Yuli's gold? I don't know what Yuli is. I don't know if it's a place. I don't know if it's a person. I've never heard either of like if it's a last name, first name. Yeah. Tom Yuli. Well, Tom Yuli. Yuli's auto. Goldsmith. Yuli's auto. Um, Yuli's weather pills. Let's see. Oh yeah. Anyway, so those are great. Oh, but what I didn't realize is that, and looks problematic, but I just think because the animators just weren't mm-hmm. as good at animating, the original main Looney Tune character is named Beans because the original Beans. duo was Porky and Pork Beans. And Beans, and wow. Beans is like, like I said, a problematic, like jet black, ambiguous animated figure you know what i mean it kind of looks like a cartoon in blackface but it's not there it kind of looks like i don't gotcha. know yeah it's strange like noodle noodle arms and gloves like noodle that. arms and kind of like a like a like an ambiguous like dog's face or something <laughs> a snout and i was just like this is a strange character and the only reason i had to look it up because like the the audio on this is a different one this was like the first one we clicked on. The audio was like, again, it was like 1934. And like, he was like, they were out of oil. So he was going to go dig for oil because none of like the transportation was working. So they're like, you got to go. This. this sounds like yeah. a bit. <laughs> right. You're like, what are people's problems back then? Let's make it funny. We're out of, we're out of fuel. Yeah. Send we're all going to freeze to death for this oil. 
And yeah, that was it. They're like, go get some oil beans. <laughs> and they were like little kids. Like these were little kids' problems. And I was like, what is that character's name? Beans? So then I researched it and Porky just got too popular. So they nixed Beans. Said no, because Porky was the sidekick. Oh, he was the uh-huh. the and and mm-hmm. Porky. So beans and Porky, I don't know. They, there's how the mighty have fallen. Right, Porky Pig's stature in that Looney Tunes pantheon is mm, yeah pitiful. I will say Looney Tunes for how good they really were, even through the eighties. Like I said, we're watching these Halloween ones. It's the day after Halloween. We're recording. Happy Halloween! You can still go on if you have HBO and watch like just yeah. straight strip of their Halloween ones. And they're really good all through the 80s. Like, they had this really funny, like, hacky witch character who, like, they're just, they're fantastic. And then they had that really clean, crisp animation switch in the mid-90s to early 2000s. And even if the jokes are relatively similar and okay, it's that really clean lack of detail uh, if that makes any sense, the two seem paradoxical, but they're not. Do they that... switch from painted backgrounds to the yes. fully animated? Yes. Just... Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. It's very, all the colors, you lose a lot of shadow and shading and depth to them. So I can see why, not just Porky Pig, but why it just seems like Looney Tunes just took a back seat. Like you want to go to Disney oh, World or like. Where do they have Looney Tunes Town? Yeah, it's awful. In a mall somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to go visit the second largest mall in Ontario and go visit Daffy <laughs> Duck? It's gotta be Canada. Gotta be. Oh, yeah. It's half half in America and half. It's like Windsor, Windsor, yeah. Michigan. So you got half the mall. So you get half of Looney Tunes Town, and then Canada gets the rest. And a big fight over who gets. Uh, I don't, I don't know who's a Looney Tunes character they're all going with. The primo. Mont- got, Rich got... Monty. Oh, or do you go do you go commercial? Do you go marquee as in, like, he was a classic? Do you draft Bugs first, or are you going with the money like a like a Tweety or a Marvin? Or even a Taz? What, like, you're talking, like, fantasy sports? Like, what's your salary <laughs> cap? Are you going to go <laughs> low Canada, so you can get more uh, players? I'm, I'm reimagining Space Jam to be, like, a white-knuckle draft drama gotcha who would i draft first i would draft who's pick pick one i would money i think for best value and comedic value and again it probably got softened later on it's that big southern chicken oh yeah a foghorn foghorn leghorn he does have a lot of room he could be the he's like the tom brady yeah there's a lot of goes late he goes late in the picks but he's got a lot of room every episode quality He's always, you know, he thinks he's that classic, um, uh, he's like pure ego. He thinks he's hot shit and nothing ever goes right. I saw an episode when we were watching these where his, like, nasty cousin moves in and steals all his (laughs) hands. He does have the most room because where Bugs Bunny has always got to be... I feel like that's why Bugs Bunny doesn't translate because... That Groucho Marxy thing worked for so long. Yeah. Because it's sort of like people got the reference. Like that Groucho Marx doesn't work now, which is why Bugs Bunny feels like strangely ambiguous. But Foghorn Leghorn gets the like, 
I'm an arrogant asshole, so bad things have to me. And you're like, <laughs> that fucker deserved it. Yeah, nothing bad ever happened. So two things, I think, shifted to the forefront of, I'll say comedy, but let's go character-driven comedy. And Bugs doesn't have either. Uh, self-deprecation. Foghorn Leghorn really doesn't have that. But then um, comeuppance, and he has it in spades. Yeah. Bugs Bunny gets that, yeah. never gets bested, and he never makes fun of himself. And he's always the smartest one in the room. Yeah. You, the nobody... only thing he ever does is dress like a woman, and there's always that joke of everybody thinks Bugs Bunny's hot as a lady. Yeah, and so I guess to which your they made deduction a, a is character. he looks hot, right? So he is a hot bunny. <laughs> just, he's just a classic, handsome, popular dude. I, I don't know why I was laughing. Like he's like Harry Styles. If you do, yeah, so he's got the pearls, so he can be a hunk in a dress, and which is what we all want to be now. Right, exactly. Which we're moving toward in our 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 new future. I think it's interesting. I was like, all right, I get Just like the mono the, celebrity. Like let's let's merge. Uh, we'll call them gender norms. There's a better term. Let's merge. I think it's a pretty weak and empty gesture to wear pearls. Okay. Yeah. Um. It's fine. Uh, pearls are cool, and now it's kind of a symbol of equanimity. Like, I understand. I I understand that women want to wear quote unquote men's clothing. Therefore, men should be open to wear quote unquote women's clothing. But I think there's still a layer of like not wanting to let go. Like Scott Thompson always said, he still thinks for all the equality that has come, he still mm-hmm. thinks that the greatest fear for a straight male is somebody thinking they're gay. And he's like, I don't care that gay people, he's like, that's why, for example, you'll see uh, men wearing pearls and they're like, see, it's mm-hmm. cool. Like I, I'm, I'm a, and not advocate an ally. Right. An but ally, then yeah. you'll see them having to shift like Travis Barker. He's like, I wear pearls, but mine has a padlock on it and a couple spikes. <laughs> it's like, fuck you. You don't get it. You, you, you don't get, yeah. you're not, you're not associating. In fact, you're, hey, I wear up. pearls, but my, my pistol hangs off of it. Exactly. Exactly. You're full of shit. You're still you, the same. Fuck you. You're yeah. just, you want people to talk about you. Yeah, exactly. You just want to be. It's funny. We, uh, um, my parents were in town, so we were just like watching some. Uh, some sh- like I got to see a lot more commercials than I normally do. Watch and one that TV. kept coming yeah. up and <laughs> cracked me up every time because it did push my buttons. But I was like, "Fellas, fellas, fellas, if you want to go, you gotta you gotta do it a little bit better." It's the Samsung commercial for this flip phone, and it's that uh, Korean boy band that I forget the name of. Them, uh, like, BTK? No, TB. <laughs> you said BTK and I said TBS. Uh... The Superstation, yes. The uh, B, B, I can't think of it. God, we suck. Uh, um, but I saw the commercial so much, like, I noticed they were wearing a lot of makeup. Sure. And, like, really rosy, like, glossy lips. Right. And one of them just had straight up, like, old lady hoops. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. You can have better set of earrings. Yeah, they just looked cool. It, lo- it looked. Like a hilarious, it looked like what we would do in, in like a future sketch. But ladies like, don't even wear yeah, big hoop earrings. Wear, wear a tuxedo, like Golden Girl up top, tuxedo on the bottom. Welcome right. to the year 21,000. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, um, 
like old lady head on man body. Like that's what it looked like. And they're doing all these groovy moves. And that's all I could see. It was just like <laughs> be our thirst face on this. Again, it's a little Korean bit star. Like, it's a little bit like you want to uh, and everybody do it. And there's no shaming here. It just seems if I were to analyze from my stupidly poor um, position of analysis, um, mm-hmm. the makeup, their makeup is gorgeous, but it's very thick and obvious. Yes. And for a woman who's had to deal with makeup their whole lives, the right. whole goal is to wear makeup and make it look like you're not wearing makeup. So fuck you, BTK. Like yeah. you can't, you you Screw don't get you, to just ESPN. wear makeup to show that you're wearing that you're makeup. wearing makeup. Women don't get to wear big to make hoop it not look like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wear Joker. Wear a Joker face if you're gonna yeah. do it. I remember I had bad acne. Put a pistol on those pearls, fool. I had bad acne in high school, so there was like a Clearasil acne yeah. cream that had a little yeah. tint to it. Oh, but it was I know like that tint. Man- it was like mandarin orange and my acne was so bad that i had to apply it like makeup so i let's be honest i was putting on makeup and my acne got slowly worse and worse because i'm caking it in worse and worse chemicals and i remember i walked into german class once and somebody just went hey you're wearing makeup and it just (laughs) it basically ruined my year again because there you go growing up where we grew up what could be more shameful than somebody thinking you're gay you know what i mean uh just how thin that veneer and that's what and that would be the association paper thin you're like that confidence you're like i got my acne cover up on no one's gonna notice i'm the coolest kid in school you're wearing makeup (laughs) (laughs) my spine just crawled out my asshole I'm, i'm jelly now and again i had the same stuff it was like it looked like spray tan if yeah. you could turn it into a paste. Exactly. And you yeah. just go, er, you know what? My big red zit is probably just, someone goes, hey, you got zits. And it's like, yeah, yeah. You're that's, very observant. That's the shift, right? Like, and then you throw it back on them like, no, motherfucker, you got zits. And the then we sh- hug. The ex- <laughs> this gender shift shouldn't be, I wear makeup to be an ally. The shift should be none of us wear makeup anymore because it makes our skin hurt. You know what I mean? But that will never happen because I bet the makeup industry is billions with a B, right? Gotta be. Gotta be. Oh, God. We should start our own makeup line. That's just... Just an an empty (laughs) tube? I was just going to say air. Yeah. That's not bad. (laughs) That's a a statement, man. As we got our basically what our pearls of dildos hanging off of it, (laughs) (laughs) which is great. So funny! It's like you push it so far to the edge. You're like, I want people to think I'm gay, and everyone's like, No, dude, you're so straight. Like, come on, I got a dildo on my chin, crotchless. You are so straight. Go home. (laughs) Get out of here. Go hang out with Scott Thompson. Um, did you have a good hard transition, but did you have a good Halloween coming at you the day after? Yeah. 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 It was, it was sort Tell of, it's like for us, we start Halloween so early. Yeah. I kind yeah, of was sure. like, oh, right. Halloween is actually a day right now. It's happening. It comes upon you quick. No. Cause you've been decorating for a month, scary movies for a We've month. Had stuff and watching scary movies. We did a, we did a, uh, 
a bunch of like Halloween events. Oh, cool. There was one in particular, like it had been so warm. This was like two weeks ago, last week. It was, it was this old, it's called the Ohio village. Okay. Which you'll appreciate being from the Midwest. We had a lot of these. It's just that it's a fake little town that looks like a, a frontier town. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, we went like Rock we, Ridge. Yeah, right. Yes, exactly. So it's like the general store and the old library and the town square. So it was really it was cool to go. And then you know they have. I felt so bad for them. They have people like dressed appropriately, and the, you you know we're just kind of going in and out. Harvey's zooming around, so we're just chasing her. And people were in character, so you'd walk into this like old frontier village and you'd see these kids walk in it's you know the guy leaning against the bookcase he goes oh hello i'm mayor and they're like shut up you got the candy <laughs> uh and he has to stay in character he never breaks character it's just people actively abusing, him. A, a, abusing and ignoring all of they're like actual ghosts people are just ignoring them walking through them oh, that's a good point yeah the like, this, like, reenactors too... are like ghosts more than ghosts <laughs> Two women at a table, and they had this bit going where they were talking about, and just, it was just, they started every time someone came in, and nobody stopped to listen. Deep sigh. <laughs> and they didn't even talk, like, I was waiting, I kept my ear out, because I wanted, like, hot inside, inside baseball chatter. Sure. You know, just like, these fucking people, I can't believe you gotta do this. so hard, man. God damn, when's my break, Jerry, you know, get that fucking shift manager over. Nothing. Ice cold. They're like they're animatronic. They just power down. People come in. Oh, so would you like me to tell your fort? No. (laughs) Where's the bathroom? I'm here for ice cream. Oh, man. You mean rock Uh, ice cream? (laughs) Gross. No, but we went and that weekend had been so warm that like I showed up shorts, short sleeve shirt. Harvey's just got. You know, her little, like, Harvey pants on, long sleeves, Ash is dressed appropriately in jeans, and it got so fucking cold. So everybody there oh, had winter coats on, and Panama Jack and the rest of the crew are just like, <laughs> I can't feel nothing. Just huddling to stay warm. It looked like an actual ghost hunter. Uh, I was like, uh, the reenactors, um... That'd be a fun gig, do you think? Because I personally wouldn't. I if you and I, we had a mm. duel. We got the gig, right? Yeah. We got the improv gig. We got scripted lines. But if nobody's listened to us, I like to think we could. We we'd go off the norm. We'd probably get uh, reprimanded by our nerdy supervisor, who's <laughs> no, dressed like the, the headless horseman. <laughs> also, yes, exactly, dressed like Ichabod Crane. I'd love to. Uh, get, so I was listening. Get dressed down in a shitty break room by some guy dressed like <laughs> Michael Myers. Wig. Yeah. Right. He's just dressed like an old timey shrub, a shrubbery. The uh, so he can observe. Um, we didn't go out and do any like we. This is so right on case. Speaking of characters and everything. After you were telling me about that movies that made us Nightmare on Elm Street, we yeah. usually do. But I was like, we were trying to do new horror movies, but I was like, I got to go back to an original. So we watched the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. One, it's fantastic. 
Like, I forgot about all the little, like, nuances, like, because I'm so used to the ones later in the series that are so campy and try so hard to stick to a narrative, you forget the first one's very vignette-focused. Like, it Mm -hmm. starts with the melding of the glove, no explanation. You have to, like, kind of suspend that you know, like, what they would then create as a backstory. And then it's very, very cool, because it's just very ambiguous. But better than that is my man Robert England. He didn't straight come at you with a fully formed Kruger with number one. We always assume Freddy is like... Yeah. Freddy versus Jason, just the foul-mouthed kung fu master that he becomes. Right. He barely speaks in the first one. And when he does, it's fine. The voice is a little different, a little, like, more, if you can say it, like, cheesy, like, doesn't really fit the body. But the best is his, he's not, like, in his own body yet. He's not, and and he's billed as Fred Krueger. Billed as Fred Krueger. Nobody drops Freddy. So he's Fred. Oh, he's full proper Fred. Proper Fred. Not Frederick, but Fred. No nickname. But he does, like, a lot of, like, arm flailing. Almost like a like a noodle guy outside of a <laughs> like an car. Axel Rosie. Snake? Yeah, there is the be- and there's a couple very obvious, oddly enough, like um, stand-ins. And the best part, if anybody still wants to go back and watch it, one I'd recommend just watching it almost as a criterion because it is a very well-crafted piece of genre. Um, is there's a scene where he's in an alley going after this woman and his arms are clearly two pieces of like duct work and they're just like <laughs> floating because they're these long awkward arms they made a weird sweater to make him have long arms so he could scratch the side of the buildings cut to the woman terrified cut back to freddy and i swear to god he his body double is played by a three and a half foot man and he's running up. And I was like, that is so insane that they kept that is so funny. It is the tiniest little man chasing after. Her. But uh, and then it they add obvi- to the uncertainty of the dream. You know how. Yeah, you get away with it for sure. And even the ending, I don't want to spoil it, but the ending ends without any capstone, like without any definitive. In fact, it negates anything that happened in the movie because it's just vignettes of a scary guy in scary scenes with beautiful settings. The music yeah. is phenomenal in those movies. I think it gets eclipsed by like the Halloween like kind yeah. of ominous but music. But that's what but I, rem- I really remember good. the music being triggering to me as a kid. Oh, yeah, oh it is. From A Nightmare on Elm Street in particular. So good. Now I will say this. Then we all know Freddy 2 had a weird instance where yes, it has the... this weird LBGTQ subculture, which is great. Like they just decided mm-hmm. to put commentary on what they felt was a weird um, piece of cinema, which is is what it is. Cut to three. My favorite. It's Dream Warriors. Oh, Dream Warriors is. I've got a, a theory classic. about it. I've got a theory on why it's so good. I figured it out. Yeah, we love Willy Wonka because of all the characters and their different specific nuances oh that make God, them totally. them. Dream like, Warriors totally. is just Willy Wonka Dream meets Wonk. it's Dream Wonkiers because you have the chick who's addicted to TV, and then like mm-hmm. Willy Wonka, the he TV gets demise. shrunk. 
but she gets a TV demise. You have the Wizard Master, Wizard Master, Master demise, Wizard Master demise. Exactly, and who wins? Patricia Arquette, Charlie Bucket, because she oh. doesn't have the same. Uh, Is that the one where she's making the like house the little houses, or yep. she makes the house? Yes, it's the one where they take Hypnosil. Uh, it's so, it's really good. It is totally Willy Wonka. Holy crap, I never thought about that. And that's what makes it so great. Your vice is your downfall. Exactly. You got heroin addict, who's, I guess, Augustus Galoop, hooked on food. Uh, it's so good. But again, that one steps away, and it, it, it has that element, which is, so there's a narrative to follow, but then, oh my god, and it's like, whoever does the effect is like a Harry Harryhausen? type guy so there's a oh, lot sure. of like yeah. claymation effects which are beautifully done except for when you have to fight freddy's bones at the end in a car lot which is <laughs> yeah. i was like meg this movie just took a stripes-esque two movie yeah. Yeah. turn there's a beginning of stripes and then an entirely second movie yep. oh, there's yeah. the beginning of dream warriors and then a second movie where you're fighting the bastard son of a hundred maniacs' bones that is that in, a, one, in an yes. abandoned car lot. The ghost nun. So amazing. That line, luckily, I, you and I say it all the time, but I got so to sit with Meg, it. who <laughs> See it with got fresh eyes. fresh eyes and was just like, what? What is he? I was like, he's bastard son of a hundred maniacs. She's like, but that means he's... I was like, don't try don't. and break it down. He's just you're bastard gonna, son of a hundred maniacs. <laughs> That's all you need to know. She got locked in. Amanda Kruger. <laughs> it's, an, it's a meditative mental exercise because if you're like, wait, he has 100 crazy dads? And then you got you start to put – you start to rationalize the irrational. Right. And the irrational will bring you to your knees. That's the, what I'm going to – you know that weird form of meditation where you actually – it's like a new agey western L.A. You have to pay – to learn how to meditate and they give you your mantra what type of meditation is called you pay for a specific mantra so you pay for a teacher to tell you yeah. what your mantra is your mantra should be it starts with a t or something transcendent no it doesn't matter um i think it might be transcendental meditation but you pay for this word because you're rich and privileged and you can pay for the word or the phrase and that's your mantra and you're never supposed to tell anybody your mantra i'm sure i'd pay and i'd go and you go uh, I'd like you to meditate on a bastard son of a hundred maniacs, please. <laughs> and then my head will explode. <laughs> or it'd be amazing. Like, all right. You just become, you evolve then. You become the, the alt, the Ubermensch. I become Freddy's bones. <laughs> so good. I can't recommend that series enough. It was well worth it. We were trying, we tried our best to, I just don't know if any new horror movie is going to cut the mustard. It's going to be a while, and I think it's got to be Panty Raid. We won't go down that rabbit I, hole. But. I wi- that's the same thing. There are so many that have been suggested that I know are out there that are good. Right. It's just, it's like, ugh, listen to Dumb Dead. Ugh, who's got the time, really? Yeah, maybe it's something, maybe it's nostalgia. Maybe it has to be cemented on you as a child, and maybe I'm... My daughter's miss. She didn't watch Nightmare on Elm Street with us, but hopefully, I won't try and push my shitty horror movies on her so she can form her own. But what will yeah, there be offered? They're right. in our collection, so it's yeah. like pick something. Yeah, I, I mean, 
We watch Troll 2. We watch that every year. Oh, yeah. Do you watch it with the commentary or go solo? Just go dry. Woo! Straight nice. movie. Great. We add our own commentary. No bug. It is really just... Phenomenal. A spectacle. It re- Every year. And I think I may have mentioned it last year because we... Last year we watched Alien and Aliens. And Harvey was out and around and we were like, don't let her in. Don't let her see. She could have gave, gave a shit. Yeah. Could have gave a shit about the xenomorphs. do not care. And when she saw it, she was like, eh. Yeah, I uh, didn't do it. But Troll Two freaks her out. Fucking, it's captivated her. It's like a Freddy move. It got her and pulled her in. Twisted, yeah. And it's and I was like, I think it's because it looks so cartoonish. Well, but it's accessible. Troll Two is believed to be probably the worst movie ever made. It's pretty bad. There's an amazing documentary about it. It's not even supposed to be called Troll 2. It's a movie called Goblin that they renamed Shoestring Budget, the most amateur of amateur actors. Like, it's one of those things, some of the acting in it is so bad. If you tried to do your worst acting, it is still better. And you're like, how the fuck? So, but the thing is, so there are these quote unquote trolls in it which are actually goblins if you yep. watch the movie and it's like these hastily made paper mache masks oh so good and they all it's like two or three troll they just repeat so you yep. have a bunch of um small people running around in these masks and that i think that's what screwed her up is that it looks so childlike that's the it pulled her in, term. yeah. And then because the it's so crudely made, the masks are creepy. Like take that mask off of this actor and put it on someone in an alley, and you're like, I I think I'm dead now. I'm going to die. Right, now. right, yeah. This is so... an escaped mental patient. So I think that's also what freaked her out is just it's so shoddy because she's used to Disney. Right, clean. nothing looks bad. Everything's clean. Nice, scary, even scary things look nice. Like, this is a scary thing that looks bad. Right. Like, poorly made bad. So there's something there. There's, like, a, a pure it's raw. Human... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's that amazing line in that movie with that, that that kid delivers? Like, it ate her, and now it's eating me. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. Like, just to give you a little bit of backstory, there's a little kid who speaks to his grandpa and they, they That's lead right. you to believe that the grandpa lives with them. But then the dad opens the door and he's like, keep it down in here. Would you? So and then, highly <laughs> and then the recommend, like, but I'm talking to grandpa. And then he's like, your grandpa's been dead for five years. And then, you know, the camera does the back forth, back forth zoom on an empty rocking chair. That's still rocking. So, so there's nice. a point towards the, the climax of the movie. The kid is talking because his grandpa says, don't stop in this town. There are goblins in this town. Don't stop. Why are they traveling? On vacation, right? Yeah, they... No, there's a house swap. Oh, that's right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You know the the classic 1980s... House swap. Family house swap? Sure. So this family swaps houses with a family in Nilbog, which is like a rustic mountain farming town. So that family's going to move to the city. They move to the country. So they're going. And the whole time, this ghost grandpa is like, don't go. Do not go. 
There are goblins. There, there are goblins. The town's called Nilbog. Put it together. So if you look in your rear view, figure it out. Goblin. Smart. So we're smartest part the of the pace. whole movie. Family doesn't believe him. He's the kid. He's the sky is falling. He's like, they're going to eat us. They're going to kill us. And there's a moment where he's in the mirror and it's it's about to go break bad. It's going to be terrible. And the kid's like, Grandpa, I don't know what to do. And the grandpa's like, I'm going to use the last of my grandpa ghost powers. And he freezes time and gives the kid a grenade. <laughs> so stupid i love it so instead of a vague beautiful we always talk about um we always talk about like we all gotta get a week get some time together and we'll all go vacation Mm -hmm. together we'll go camping we just need to get a script together and our vacation just needs to be let's go shoot a horror movie let's go let's do a north northwestern or uh (laughs) what is it not northwestern uh Coven, 30 Coven. minute, 22 minute, shot to shot, black and white thriller film, man. Let's go shoot Panty Raid in the woods. Caro syrup. Yeah. Uh, everywhere. Just do it just to have something. Um, Yeah. No bug. But yeah. So yeah, that's what we've just been. We try, but we just, we like to watch the, we got a couple collections of the universal horror movies. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, which there was, a, I didn't even realize until I got the collection, there was a sequel to Dracula called okay. Dracula's Daughter. That was the first sequel? Yeah. Oh. It's really good. Bella? Is that Bella? Like, it's Lugosi? really good. No, because he, they, uh, Van Helsing kills him in the first one. Gotcha. Spoiler alert if you've never seen Dracula. Yeah. So it takes place literally, like, it feels very modern in that the sequel starts where the other movie ends. Okay. And oh. the cops show up, and they're like, we're looking for this count and they find his body because Van Helsing just killed him. And Van Helsing goes to jail Amazing. for murder. That's perfect. So then I love they that. have Dracula's body in the morgue and his daughter and her attendant come to get his bones. That's but like that's a it's great so cool. It is so cool. It is so well done and atmospheric. And the actress that plays his daughter is so good because she is a vampire, but it's like if she can excise her father, she can be normal again. So she's got that like vampire pull, but she wants to be free. It's so good. It feel it feels hmm. like a new movie. Interesting. In like nineteen forty. That's a good idea for I'm well, I'm not surprised because it's a little out there, but that's just like a genre genre like melding movie where it just is van helsing yeah you're fighting monsters but you're also a murderer so you go on trial and you go to prison and now van helsing it's just a prison movie you just gotta you just gotta make your way and while you're stuck in prison monsters are running amok right so you gotta figure out one you're innocent so i guess he's got to get his degree but then two he's got to you know, manage the real monsters, which is Rikers Island. And yeah. then he's got to get out and do his business. So I got a JPOS pitch for you. I had this idea in the car. Okay. And since we're talking about sequels that have a little horror tilt, mm-hmm. this checks off two big boxes. 
horror, Got horror it. slash zombie. Perfect. And unnecessary sequel, but in real time. Horror slash zombie slash unnecessary sequel. All right, so, go for it. Well, my parents were in town and we took them to this cool little divey diner in one of the, the suburbs by our house. Okay. But to get there, we pass. Columbus has one of the regional giant, massive Budweiser breweries. Okay. So it's this huge, it's like the Wonka compound. Like you pull up, it's just, it's massive. Still so to get, operational? To, still operational. So gotcha. to get there, we just pass this giant brewery. And then on the back part of the, the land, it's grassy. And there's like, <laughs> this is what gave me the idea. I was like, there is a jungle gym, slides, basketball court, tennis court. But all this stuff is overgrown and abandoned. Right, because they, their factory workers, they no longer pay them a living wage, so they don't want to like hang out and shoot hoops on their break. They and just want to be what I depressed. Was, like, was there a time when you'd hang out at the sure, plant? sure, absolutely. Drop your kids off, like so that got so it was just like this abandoned playground, slides, basketball court. Just left to rot, and there's this huge giant factory, and I was like, "That's a what a cool setting for a zombie post-apocalypse." Go to the fucking brewery, because my dad made the comment. He's like, "No one's getting in for beer because they have like seven foot tall fences with like gnarly barbed wire." Huh. Interesting. I suppose it's which I was like, "Oh wow, the defenses, picnic tables. You got you know, it's kind of like Walking Dead with the prison." And then I was like. Oh my god. Get these guys on the phone. Do a fucking sequel to Strange Brew. Yeah, that's where I thought you were going. And the McKenzie brothers live in the fucking brewery. These people, to avoid the post-apocalypse, come to the brewery. And then, because I was like, in my head, I could see the trailer unfolding. You know, your classic, like, smoking barrels and people. And you just leave it with, like, what's going on, eh? Like, in this cavernous brewery. Strange it's Bob Brew. and Doug, baby. Long beards, gnarly armor. I was gonna say Strange Brew because that either movie's weird. As you, I recall, it's so fucking weird. Again, that's another like movie where it's like, here's the first half because it's a Doug and Mackenzie um, SCTV sketch where they're just these Canadian hosers that like beer, and then the second half feels like a second movie. Is mm-hmm. what's that actor's name? Like Von. Ma- oh, it's Max von Sydow. Yeah, Max von Sydow is like this evil genius yeah yeah and there's like hockey and like it's really weird so if you love doug and mckenzie and strange brew you fucking love them and you quote them all the time or you hate it because it's so nonsensical but it's an interesting like you never hear that maybe it's past its prime like get thrown around like i want to see those two characters you hear you know wayne and garth austin powers sure uh you just hear all these characters you want to see again but I could see. Oh, I got an I got an awesome Howard pitch for you, oh, bro. Uh, he he's talking about bringing him back because his kid says it's his favorite movie. It's in my notes. It's been in my notes forever. Okay, let's. I hear guess it. now if I'm pitching you unnecessary you, sequels, you got to pitch it. Uh, it came up when um, Ash told me she was like you know reading one of those sort of Buzzfeedy things, and it was like if Austin Powers was made today, Austin Powers would have been frozen in the nineties. Oh, sure. I see what you mean. Time time lapsing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, what a funny idea 
to have like a '90s action guy mm-hmm. come back today. So I was like, what if they did in just call it Aston Powers? So it's his fucking nephew, Sean, like Aston. a Seth Rogen, like super. Like, you know, like Rambo, Schwarzenegger, sort of like Tom Cruise, sort of Mission right, Impossible. Ni- last action hero we Gets. Character. You know, goes on a mission, fucking gets injured, so they have to freeze his body to preserve him, too. And then he's brought back today to fight. Because I was just, action, I was just pitching her. I was like, and the villain's got to be fucking Sandler. It's but he plays it straight because he's a fucking warlord. He's like a great. war master who just travels the war-torn areas, and he's just like scarred up. No funny from Sandler. I want pure. You want pure Sandler? Wait, so you're talking? So 2021 is post-apocalyptic then? No, it's today. But he's a warlord. Sandler is. Yeah, he's like one of those guys who just travels from area to area stealing food. You know, like a a soldier of fortune. Okay, okay. Think Ed Harris from The Rock. Oh, all right. I follow. But he's I follow. like a Black Rock kind of Sandler. That would be a cool. I'd love to see. I think and Sandler's a like great a actor. Villain, villain. I think he's and a really good actor. Yeah. Go Seth ahead. Seth Rogen. You make a joke about. You know, like before you see him fighting, and he's really buff. And of course, Austin Powers is in it because he has to mentor his nephew. Sure. In the ways of being unfrozen. So the gag would be like they attached his head to the wrong body. Gotcha. Because his actual fit body was destroyed. So he has Seth Rogen's sort of dad body. I uh, keep thinking Demolition Man. I keep thinking Demolition Mm -hmm. Man. But less... Because it wasn't Demolition Man like they were frozen in the 90s and they came back in like 2020. But it was an insane 2020. But... Actually, you go back and look at it. Isn't it's relatively like, close to how we live currently. Because isn't it all future. run by like cheesy corporations like yeah, Taco Bell the, and Mountain Dew? The one gag is all restaurants are owned by Taco Bell. So every restaurant is called Taco Bell. So it's basically not that far off. No, 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 not at all. The craziest part about it is the going to the bathroom using seashells. And being oh, yeah. able to freeze somebody. That's, That's right. it. Those are the only two things that seem out of place. Yeah, because everything's video conference. And I remember at the time, I was like, what? Um, Let me ask you this. You ever eaten at a Red's Burrito? Red's Burrito? No. So I was thinking that because I'm like, I think that is a fucking front. They started combining fast food restaurants about 10 years ago. So you go into a Taco Bell slash KFC. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you can also go into a Hardee's slash Red's Burrito. Never heard of it. Never seen it. Never heard of it. Never seen it. Never heard of it. You could oh have just my. made that up. No. So, I, all right. Now I so have Hardee's to go. So Hardee's got to share some real estate now. Hardee's shares real estate and has for a while with Red's Burrito. Weird. Don't you think that's weird that there's a fast food chain that you've never heard of, but they yes. share with Hardee's? Like, there are plenty I've heard of and never been to. Sure. Like, the really famous ones, like in in and out and Whataburger and... Right. Sort of, what's the chicken one? The Sunday chicken one. Uh, Popeye's? P- no, the other Chick-fil-A? one. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but I've heard of them. I have seen them or yeah, heard of them. Commercials. Red's Burrito. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I thought maybe uh, you'd see. Yeah. So keep an eye out for Red's Burrito. I, I, I don't understand. It's funny. We just watched. There's a really cool um, documentary series on Hulu. And it's that uh, chef, David Chang. Uh-huh. And he looks at, it's sort of like a speculative of like where we are now and where restaurants will be and where food will be in the future. Okay. And how technology is affecting them. And it brings up really interesting points because in, in one episode they're talking about just restaurants in general. Like, and how the pandemic is can help and has hurt restaurants. And one of them was just the delivery services. Okay. Like DoorDash and Uber. Sure. And how much of a chunk they're taking out from restaurants to function, but how they're not really biz- they're not sol- soluble business-wise, like they're still losing money always despite yep. their prevalence and by the, despite the fact. I mean, you could speak to it more cuz you you done some Uber. I did so Lyft, you could, yeah. You did Lyft. Um and uh I guess there are some places in like LA where and then they they got into the whole thing of ghost kitchens and how DoorDash is just opening a restaurant in like LA I think and they just make the food so they're just cutting the out the middleman yeah so they make pizza anything you want so i Any... assume they just look at the regional algorithm and they're like what are the top selling things oh uh chicken fingers mozzarella sticks and italian subs cool we're only making those three things then and we'll make that <laughs> an under undercut everybody and, right, and then do the Amazon thing of scooping the, the algorithm so that you're like, cool, I'm getting the Red's burrito. Right, it's, I'm and saving it's just, so much money. <laughs> some guy in a watch closet making food for DoorDash or Uber, Yeah, which I was like, that's creepy. It's Excuse creepy. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I've heard, uh, I heard a, a little segment on uh, those companies. Very, like, fucking weird it feels very matrixy because you have all these kitchens and places that are like and they showed one of the ghost kitchens which is actually for a proper famous restaurant in la yeah and to just try and help their business they opened and they sell the same food they make the same food but just to expand their reach on the oh, other side of oh, la they opened a ghost it. kitchen in a strip mall and it still has the leasing information and stuff, and you walk through, and it's like a functioning kitchen. So it's, it just feels like it's like a like commissary, a, like a weird movie set. They you uh, know, like there's this veneer, the internet veneer, and then there's like there's food there, but you can't have it unless you use the, this. Unless you go through space your phony phone, get time. your phone out. They, uh, I, I heard a little segment on how these companies are based because restaurants. Like, no matter what, you hear people coming like, oh, why am I paying five bucks for a beer that I can get at home? It's because restaurant uh, margins are so thin to begin with, so thin profit margins. Mm -hmm. And these um, delivery services are like just taking a pretty fat bite out of it because these restaurants have to use it Mm -hmm. or feel obligated to use it, basically have to use it because – those are like the only delivery – people aren't calling restaurants directly anymore. Yeah. And dress, restaurants directly can keep their – can keep 
that little chunk, but they have to use Uber Eats and uh, yeah, DoorDash, to get right? The food, and they take like they use like an eight point something percent take off of the food for that. It's like a gross. Nobody wins, and I like from the place I work because they've stopped. We've stopped using DoorDash and Uber just because it. It's like okay, so for them to cover their margins for food and for labor to jack up the cost of the food right but then you gotta adjust for what uber's gonna take out so you're paying a lot of money for food that is just shitty by the time you get it right yeah and you have no control over everybody no and you get the hit when they fuck it up staple the bag but if the guy fucking opens the bag and you know what i mean like someone eats your food like or gets there late, like extra late. Like, yeah, maybe they'll like uh, cover a percentage of it, or they'll they'll take the hit on it. But you still have to make the food, and it's still your reputation. The food and... leaves the building, and it still costs something. Yeah, but yeah, then if it... they cancel the Uber food halfway through, you just got to eat the shit sandwich, and like, okay, I just gave away food. Someone threw in the trash. It's interesting, right? Like. How do you find a balance between because we talk about it all the time and this is just another avenue of it like the quality of everything is um, subsequently going down as seemingly the quality of the services appears to be going up right because it's new and innovative and it's technology so wow it has this really polished veneer of efficiency but easy like to use. Oh man, and it's accessible, but everything is sh- technically shittier. The tangible yeah. aspect of it all is shittier. So I feel like it used to be, like I'm just thinking regionally, it used to be beneficial to live within, well, I'll call it a matrix, like, but just within the matrix. You live within like, the delivery area. You live within. Whether it is food Accessibility, or... yeah. right? Because, oh my God, you have access to all these things. But now that the accessibility is becoming more and more even if you're in the center of it it gets worse and worse so how do you navigate i'm just thinking if you're a child growing up now like it's almost no longer beneficial to grow up in the center of some kind of hub because everything's shitty whereas before if you grew up outside of it and rural you just were so far behind the eight ball almost in like being able to interact with the rest of society whereas now you still have access to all that stuff but you also have access to quote-unquote reality right yeah to real food to right actual um fresh air and like environment and real relationships whereas now everything if the closer and closer you get into the center of like an urban hub the farther and farther away you get to any tangible options for like relationships and yeah um experiences because it's all Mm. it's interesting the closer you get to um being able to do something technically the farther away you are because Mm -hmm. everybody's just pushing everything away so instead of going to the natural history museum no you just log in put a password on you can virtually go through it right well i can do that from anywhere it's like a gravity well like the closer you get to the center the less of it you get (laughs) like it's weird. It's gross. It's But it's, it's also because all that stuff is so new and because just the culture of Silicon Valley, it's like, I have this idea. I have this money. Let's do it. Right. And I think it, we as a culture need to understand just because 
we have the internet, we have phones, we have things we can get right away, and some things are great. Right. Like communication and information. Those two, yeah. And like knowledge is so easily accessible now, which is amazing, and you can be anywhere. But they're wildly corrupted, especially the information but they, aspect. Yes. But like food, like certain experiences can't, don't translate to that quickness. Food, um, food doesn't. Touch. <laughs> right, well, right. like the out of door, like the things we need to like flourish as well-rounded evolutionarily human. need that, like that you shouldn't like... we shouldn't become the people from wally which is so apt i think i'm but guilty of a lot like, of it too so there's no right. judgment like i can feel myself slugging at times you know what i mean when instead of sure. reading a book i'll listen to a book now look i got nothing against audiobooks i love audiobooks no. but it's like it. The only reason I'm listening to it is because it's instantly accessible. Right. I don't have to go get a tape. Like I could have the book on my shelf, and I'm like, I want to hear this yeah. guy read it to me. Like right. well, <laughs> put it in my like, mouth. We just the, need to be taught and or relearn like the mindfulness. Like there's you a gold reason bloom you, it. you go grab the book and sit down to read it because right. you are physically making time. It's an to exercise. Do that. It's an so exercise. It, it is, exactly. It's just like, it is an exercise and it should be like exercise. Like, you carve this time out to do it. So, because you chose, it should be important. Whether it doesn't, I'm not, not telling, saying you have to read a book on no. like physics. Oh, and it's exactly. But you've made the choice yeah. whether it is fiction, nonfiction, for fun or for learning. It's just like, that choice needs to have meaning. It can't, you can't just. Ch- choose everything all at once and it has a focus too part of what i the audio thing too is now you have this disconnected direct bluetooth to your brain so not only mm-hmm. can you listen to a book you're listening to it while you're working out doing something yeah. right and yeah. on your phone right and researching mm-hmm. whatever you need to research for whatever project um i mean i know that i am guilty of that of just oh, like 100 percent Using downtime to try and cram knowledge in Hoarding. without al- allowing myself to process it, process it mm-hmm. and use it, whether it be for my own decision making or for other artistic endeavors. Like use it as if you don't allow that, you won't you, you lose your inspiration. Like that's where the muse comes from is I, literally you musing on ideas. I think about it when I'm, or I'm talking with you, whether on the pod or just talking I'm like, oh, yeah, I listened to this thing, but then I'm only able to relay to you like 10% of what I'm – because I didn't consume it all or I consumed it so haphazardly, um, I didn't retain a bunch of it. And I'll think of it as I'm explaining to you because I'm like, wow, like that would be a really good detail to have because I'm having (laughs) trouble relaying this point. Um, Yeah, it's it's like you said, yeah, like – it's Goldblum, whether or not, just because we can doesn't mean we should. Yeah. And old meta, Facebook slash meta oh, is a yeah. prime is example. Officially switched over Officially, now? it's meta, which we're on right now, by the way. I know. We're talking yeah. through right now. None of the icons have switched yet. That's why I asked. I was just like, oh. Um, the icon hasn't switched, but if you search it in like your computer, it comes up meta. VR, VR headsets and shit. Is that what they're doing? I think that's one of the big things is like, which I love because it just as a nerd, how many movies have we seen where it's like, 
walk through the video game world. Like, I think he wants to make the internet a place you can just, like, walk around in, like, a giant mall. Never gonna <sighs> work. You don't think so? It'll only work. See, as far as technology goes, pornography leads the way every time. So as soon as yep. they're able to put a, an electrode up your pee hole, yep. it, that, that'll, that like, everybody will be in it's the not, virtual not world. Not many academics want to take it on, but you are 100% correct. Yeah. Because they figured out the online pay system. That's, That's why we can pay. buy shit on Amazon. It's because not just, the yeah. pornographers out in California were like, I need to get these perverts some shit fast. Right. Give me your credit card online. I swear we won't steal it. Uh, that pushed that forward. It pushed video technology, streaming oh, right. video, forward. VHS tapes. V- gallery VHS. photo information forward. Like everything <laughs> you do is because of evolutionary horniness. So I can't wait till a bunch of people are walking around a VR virtual internet world and they're just staring at a blank void jacking off. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. That's the third eye thing. Like that's this is our line from our science fiction movie is never underestimate a horny human. That's it's true. It's absolutely true. It's going to be gross in there. Gross. It'll even have a smell. Once they'll be able to put a couple electrodes up there, it'll just smell like fucking assholes. <laughs> It's just yeah, Ugh, that I fucking... hate the internet. It'll be like going in a public restroom. <laughs> it's just a bus stop. It's just the worldwide bus stop. Oh, that is fucking funny. Just a That's goddamn really train station. Funny. You could have literally Shangri-La on Earth, but because of who we are and how we are, you'll literally just walk yeah. in a dank. There'll even be racist graffiti in the virtual world. There truly like, will be. There are those fucking chuds online who are like the like man babies that are like the fucking troll incel gamer guys that like wear diapers because they just are like i don't even care Uh, yeah (laughs) it's like okay where you if you can't third eye yourself and see what you are doing you're shitting in a bucket in your bedroom right exactly because you're too fucking lazy to step up from your computer to use the a toilet which took hundreds of years to evolve the plumbing, the design. You are taking it. You're like a cave. Spitting a in God's shat, face. Like that's exactly what we're dug. talking about. The Dig more your own more, hole, you chud. The more and more the technology advances, the farther and farther from reality we get. That's it. It's just regressing us. That pro- technological progress equals evolutionary regress. Put it on a shirt. Yes, that see that's the Black Mirror-esque Black Mirror Watchman hook is like that's how the the evil puppet masters will finally trick us all to upload our brains to the internet because they will have very subtly pushed us into well just our bodies will have devolved you will be emaciated into like fat pale cavemen again right because no strength. Like strength, like veal. Like if yes, you could yes. make cavemen we'll veal. Because we'll literally be milk fed. Because that will be us, these jelly armed, meatless grossies. They'll be like, you got no choice. Transparent skin walk. like those fish. Just because like, we're just always in the dark. Join Meta, man. Your body's busted. Join Meta. Right. It's, yeah, it's the experience. That's it. That's it. We'll all just be these slugs. These fucking slugs with goggles on. (laughs) 
And that, but that's it. Like that's the matrix of it all. Like that one oh, dude, be Joey Pants, goggles. who's like, I know this steak ain't real, but it tastes so good. I'll take it. I mean, it, it you're totally rock star. Is. I'd love to, but they're still. That'd be interesting because you can't all be rock stars in the matrix. So who draws the shitty straw? Of fucking who's scrubbing the Johns the, in the yeah exactly. Oh man, I guess whoever's got the shittier computer. Poverty on Earth <laughs> equates to poverty in digital Earth. Your computer is fuck the cars. Right. Cars are so passe. You got a shitty computer. You got the the plebeian lifestyle. That's oh, it. The old, the mono computer brain. Skynet. That guy's pixelated. Make him uh, sweep the gutters. Oh, that's amazing. Those are the tiers, how you look. So if you got your... That's the attract- bit, attractiveness, right? becomes pixels, yeah. <laughs> like, look at that chud. 8-bit, squared, blocky. One but pixel as the, a dick. Oh, man. Then you got the whole fetish culture of, like, oh, the high-res. Yeah. High-res like the low-res. These 8-bit pigs. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. And then there's going to be... Yeah, you can be anything... So you're gonna have like, ugh, you're gonna have a lot of nerds being half dragons with oh, snake yeah. dongs. But that's premium. That's, that's in game. That's in game yeah. currency. Oh, and then I guess the again every if if you don't know what's being marketed, you're what's being marketed, right? So it'll all be yeah. paid for by advertising. Mm-hmm. But. So what's the tangible, if you're just a slug on goggles, then you have to start making all your money online somehow or in the virtual realm. <laughs> Mopping the Johns. Yeah, I guess so. So they fucking imprison you in a <laughs> fake prison. They got you. All your ancestors have been mopping Johns going back to the Roman era. And you finally make it to Shangri-La and upload your consciousness. Sorry, fool. You're mopping the John fake john it doesn't you're not even cleaning it it's just the monotony they want you to pay because you can't afford it so you gotta just stand and stare at a blank wall for six uh, hours uh, it's like when those phone games lock you out oh like, yeah you wait six hours till you can play again that's right the simpsons was bad at that oh yeah i was gonna say the worst halloween movies that are halloween content that ruby viewed i didn't realize that we were watching it yesterday and i was like we got two episodes in but i was like this is well i am an adult because this is inappropriate we watched some treehouse of horrors yeah and those are rough like those are pretty intense for a little kid to watch it, it ended you go back with, to the og the f- number one we've done the originals we did those last year but we did i was like let me see some i haven't seen so we did like some season 18 19 20 and I finally yeah. had to turn it off because uh, they were doing like a um, switch, like where Lisa kills Bart's teacher and Bart's going to kill her teacher. But like it gets all like, you know, kind of like um, throw mama from the train. Like you do my crime. I'll do your crime. Create an alibi. We'll never get caught. But and part of it, Lisa just basically just levels a machete in Bart's head. And I was like, uh, you know, that's fake, right? She's like, yeah, but Lisa can do it. And it came out just as creepy as that. And I went, we're going to shut this off. Okay, that's enough of that for now. Oh, man. See you in 10 years. (laughs) 
Yeah, you're an old man when the Sim- Simpsons got it. Simpsons Shut it off. Restricted content. What did he say? Kiss my asphalt? <laughs> Burning my television. <laughs> you're grounded to the virtual realm. I remember being at, it was like a sleepover at somebody's house. And they had cable, so I, I was like, we gotta watch The Simpsons. And it was the Mr. Plow episode, yeah. where he says, kiss my asphalt. And you you could hear, doom, 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 doom. what did they say? Shut it off! <laughs> <laughs> that kid got so drunk. Oh yeah, the, like, Simpsons. the Simpsons. Simpsons? The, I can think of uh, two shows, uh, Beavis and Butthead and The oh, Simpsons. Was a button pusher. It was a common... Uh, conversation when you went to somebody's house and you tried to go to MTV or Fox on Sunday and you're like, why is this blocked? And like, no Beavis and Butthead in this house. Mom and Dad know how to use the remote block channels. Oh, man. You can't do the move like I used to do. Just turn it on and turn it real low. Just stand right next to the TV. Sure. Oh. And just w- wait for footfall and then have that switch back. So it was like, no, no, I was just watching Nickelodeon at uh, uh, two. We uh, we never had money for cable. So my Beavis and Butthead was like Penthouse Forum. I just have somebody read it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, tell me the episode. Do Beavis for me. (laughs) That's still an impression I never need to hear. It's like a, a prison story. Just pass it down the line. Oh He's yeah, yeah. Tell you the Beavis and Butthead episode. I've just I'm in uh, fourth grade and I just throw a a paper clip on some fishing line out. <laughs> yeah, Somebody right. hooks the latest plot to uh, the Simpsons episode and I pull it in. I will say, uh, and I'm sure we talked about it. It was I think when we were in Minneapolis. Still, they did like DVD re-releases of Beavis and Butthead. Okay. I remember being at a party and someone had them. I was like, oh cool, I wanted to get these. And they were playing them. Yeah, don't hold up. Best part was the videos. Them talking trash on oh, videos. Yeah, yeah, the commentary. Which I hated as sure. a kid. But actually was the most enjoyable part of that entire show. Yeah, it's amazing how, yeah, times, like, yeah, the the, the comedy sphere just changes. Like, it's like we're, this can bring us all the way full circle back to Bugs Bunny. Like, Beavis and Butthead. I guess at the time were funny. Like I remember one of their biggest jokes was blowing up a frog with a firecracker and right, laughing they about put it. Put it in its butt. I but that's terrifying. Like yeah. not just terrifying. It's just like the people you would see that would actually do that. I would yeah. say even ten years ago you'd see somebody do that and you'd be like, "You guys are assholes." But now if you saw somebody do it, you'd be like, "You're in- you're cops. an insane person." Yes. But that was the thing, even back then. It's bully culture. Even though we they're both goofs. know kids that did that because oh. they saw it. Oh. How many kids did you know that were like, I'm going to catch a fish today and I'm going to shove it full of explosives? You're like, that's fucking insane. But at the time, you're just like, well, I guess that's just what Tony does. It's like frog. Wasn't that frog bat? Like they frog ball? Like they. Uh, oh, yeah. They would put yeah. the firecracker in it and then they or they would hit it, the frog with the bat. Yeah. Which me describing it to you, you're like, what Halloween movie are you guys talking about? Right, exactly. I mean, maybe it's because we're dads now. Like, it makes sense. I was like, you don't need to watch that dumb shit. There's so much better stuff. Yeah, it's just. Watch Andy Griffith. 
That shit's funny as Watch hell. Don not shoot his foot off. What a dope. <laughs> what a... Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So, Halloween's over, and now we're on to Thanksgiving, huh? The rest of the holidays. Back at it. We already took our decorations down. Boom. Checked. Yeah, done. that's our next our next step the next few days. That's the joy Using of them down. doing it all month for us. Just the perfect amount of time and enjoyment and just spent. Like we started just mind. like over it. Take you don't mind it going down. away. Yep. We threw our uh, Jason Scarecrow right in the dumpster or in our garbage like I like to do. And it literally looks like human body parts. So I always like laugh <laughs> as they watch. Peeking I wonder how many people the day the, after Halloween. The trash man. Yeah. Just watch these like a la Goodfellas, this body roll into a into the garbage truck. <laughs> oh, speaking of Goodfellas, did you watch the Sopranos movie? No, I haven't watched it yet. I don't know why I can't get. I don't know why. I'm, oh, you know why? You know why I, I haven't done it? Because Meg has never seen The Sopranos. So I'd like to go through that with her. And I know since it's an HBO original movie, it won't, like, yeah. you know how HBO will have movies on and then they'll disappear. I know yeah. it'll remain. So That one will stay, yeah. But I've heard mixed reviews. Did you like it? Yeah. Actually, I liked it. All right. Yeah, I'll definitely it check definitely it out. It definitely is not something that you should watch without ever having watched The Sopranos. That's what I figured. Which it should co- go without depth. saying if it's a called the a sopranos story if you don't like sopranos don't watch it you're gonna fucking hate it well a lot of people take uh uh, intellectual property like that and then when they make it into a movie they disregard all the people that enjoyed it for so long so it can have a broader audience so i'm actually glad you have to be a fan parts that are i was like eh, could have left that out like right but as a whole it it doesn't take anything away from the the tapestry that is Sopranos. It adds its own little stitch, and you do get some Sopranos um, mythology, like backstory. Like it does add to the story in a, a satisfying way. Okay, how was old Gandal Junior? Good. It's creepy. Is it? I heard he's really good. For all he's the reviews really I heard good. that were like. It was pretty good. Could have been da da da. Everybody has said he's fantastic. It what I will say is what's really cool is when the movie starts, the way they did the um, color palette. Yeah, it's very bright and vibrant. It looks like Godfather. Oh, cool! Like so they they're making like a conscious choice. The movie starts, so they make it like they're using your you as an enter as a viewer of pop culture. You're like, yeah, probably. Like, You've seen The Godfather. So this is set during the time of The Godfather. Looks like The Godfather. Great. And yeah, as the movie choice. progresses, it gets a little bit more gritty. Palette looks a little bit more like a 70s movie. So that's cool. cool. I like it. So and Gandolfini's son is, is great. And nice. And they do his relationship with his mom, who's played by Vera Formiga. They don't spend a lot of time on it, but just enough where you're like, God damn, they're she's just kicking this kid in the fucking nuts. She was so good. It's in just that. those little moments, and that actor Corey Stoll plays Junior. Ooh, yeah, I can't and wait. And he, you, you'll be you as a Sopranos nerd and lover of those characters. Everybody that plays somebody you know, the guy that plays Sill, is great. He looks and acts like Sill. Nice. The guy that plays Polly Walnuts is I, 
Did you ever see the movie? I think it was called Game Night. Uh, with uh, uh, Jason Bateman? No, with yeah. Will Ferrell. No, the Jason Bateman one with Tina Fey. I think yeah, and Tina Fey. Okay, yeah. Uh, the actor that plays him is in that. He's like the super buff, hunky Australian dude. He does a great Polly Walnuts. Like he's per- like they give every character just enough of the stuff from the show. That's very satisfying and funny. Like Polly's got a bunch of bits, and it's all Polly bits. Like I just got this jacket. Don't get blood on my fucking jacket. Perfect. Yeah, I love uh, it. So if, if as a Sopranos nerd, it, they give you enough of that stuff where you're like, yes. Maybe I'll have to jump the jump the gun, and I guess if I'm going to rewatch the Sopranos with Meg, I can always rewatch the movie at the end of it. Yeah, and the guy that uh, the the actor that because the story is uh, about Ricky Montesanti. Mm-hmm. Um. So that actor that plays him is the guy that plays um uh, Nick Cage's younger brother in Face Off. That is too deep of a pull for me. If you see him, you'll be like, "Oh shit!" Just imagine with gotcha. glasses and like curly hair. Face Off, Nick Cage. Um. But yeah, that's worth it. So if you haven't, it's it's fun. It's a fun watch. All right, we got some suggestions but, for people. Yeah, if Meg has not seen Sopranos yet. I will. I've seen reviews of people like, "I don't. This movie sucks. There's no, nothing really happens. There's no story." And then the comments are like, "Have you seen Sopranos?" They're like, "No, I haven't seen Sopranos." Right. Like, exactly. What are you doing watching it? They're watching it for a self-contained. Right. Talk about it at yeah. the water cooler or yeah. complain about it online. I will recommend uh, one more recommendation for the app is, uh, and it's a movie, and oh, this was a fun Halloween one. Not Night of the Living Dead, but Return of the Living Dead. Have you seen that shit? Is that the one with Mudman? Uh, who's uh? It, is it, it is... Are you talking about the one in the where the cellar where the zombie comes out of the mud and the muck in the cellar? So it starts off with these two guys that work at like a medical equipment like facility, mm-hmm. and they also like they sell skeletons to hospitals. And they have, like, a cadaver that they'll sell to, like, a um, a medical school or whatever. And they keep all this stuff. And in the basement, they keep, like, the drums of these, like, of the zombies from Night of the Living Dead that the government put in there and sealed. And it's Uh so cheesy. He's like, you want to come down and see the drums? He's like, this kiddie's tray. He's like, no, you don't really have them. And they go down. He's like, I told you I have, and he just does a bink, bink, here they are, and it lets out like a gas, and it like, that's all it takes, and it, the gas goes through the vent and uh, infects the cadaver, so then they have this cadaver. Is it when and, they cremate it and it gets yes, into the atmosphere? It's yes, it's so fucking good, and that there's no, so good. it's just, all they do is like, it again, it's like, it doesn't need a lot of story, a gas makes people zombies. And the people the zombies are going to kill are a bunch of punks hanging out in the perfect the 80s punks, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tunk and Zank and Cream. Like, they are just amazing. Oh, Return of the Living Dead is so cool. I love that. It was just like, yeah, yeah, they're cremating the zombies from Night of the Living Dead. And it makes everybody sick. Because it was like, it's oh, my God, it's so perfect. simple. Because that's what so- you would do. You'd just be like, burn these dead bodies without even thinking about it. Yeah, right. Oh, guess what? That just makes more of them. And it's self-aware, and it's funny, but they have, like, really good um, effects people, so some of the zombies are really, really gross. And That's it's the one in the basement. It's yes. It's known as, like, Oh, is that what they man. call him? He's terrifying. 
with the tongue. Terrifying. Yes, and the eyes. Scariest thing. Yeah, yeah, that one's beautiful. I think I saw that on a, a USA Up All Night, and I immediately shut it off after the Muck Man because I was like, "This is horrifying." It, it. I can see why. I'm surprised you turned it off. Well, maybe on Up All Night because one of the female punks, for no reason, when they're having like their introduction, just dance into punk music uh, scene. I mean, and that the, was my hook. She just gets naked, and she's naked for the entire full frontal. Naked for the entire rest of the movie. Doesn't matter afterwards. She's not dancing anymore. She's just having a smoke, having an argument. I was just like, she is just straight naked this whole movie. And that was me just like, I was like, oh, just don't make them like they used to. Yep, they just don't. We need some more low budget beauties. Hey, make it equal. Make it equal. I want gratuitous nudity on both ends. You're gonna have a naked woman for oh. no reason, naked butt cheeks. Rest. I got as well. one more. It's speaking of uh, make it equal. I got it's a. If you guys got time, you just want to put something on before bed. It's right up your alley. Uh, it's a 2020 mm-hmm. on Hulu. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, it's about murder at the Chippendales. Yes. It's about okay. murder and intrigue. In the back rooms of Chippendales. Is it a Vegas Chippendales? It's the real. So you get the real history of Chippendales. You get all of this amazing backstory. Tons of agent hunks. Talking about the <laughs> oh, glory yeah, days. Heads. Please tell Which me Chippendales is... was started by horny two horny women. Or is nope. it the mob? <laughs> no, it was a horny Indian dude. Oh, all right. <laughs> and Fair in enough, L- okay. LA, that's where it started. There was a a, a club called Chippendales, uh-huh. and just to like, and it's so good because you're like, oh okay, They're like you know the the strip strip club craze of the late seventies. Uh, uh, sure, yeah, okay. And this guy was just like, hey, I got this club that's failing. I don't want to be just a your normal yokel jokel. I don't need no strip club. I'm gonna do men's strip. Let's see go. what happens. Fill a void. And just. Bachelor like, parties it, never the same. And it's like one of those things, you know, it's a good idea because it's so simple. And you're exactly. Like, how, come, how come no one thought of this? And like they show clips from like that was the hottest club in Los Angeles for a while. Clips of all these celebrities going in and out like people just going to Chippendales to have a different have a brew. And it's more burlesque because <laughs> they show. Because as we've talked, like, it's a harder sell. Yeah. Once you see the once you see the dong and the the companions, all right, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so you need another give one. A little, you gotta, you gotta get a, a dance. Musk, you gotta get a costume. A little soft shoe. A lot of glitter. Give a little laugh. You need it's a night at the theater. Sure. So they get into like the foundation of Chippendales and how it blows up, and then. The guy's partner takes the show to New York and then oh, lights the world on fire in New York. And it's just a lot of horny 80s ladies flashing those bills. bills around. And there was one line in it. And Ashley and I just busted up. We're like, of course. So as I told you, you got these these silver, fi- these aging hunks. <laughs> yeah. Just recounting what it used to be like. They're like, oh, they just hands on me, just clawing at me. These ladies and they're talking about like they made a shit ton of money doing a traveling review. Okay. 
And they're like, that's when we hit the Midwest. You know, they were like the horniest and most amount of money you'll ever make. He's like, they'd go to the Midwest during hunting season. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Boom. The boys are away. The ladies will play. I love it. Bringing these mulleted hunks. That's so perfect. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's so good. It was so fun and funny. And there's murder involved, which is not funny. But it's just, I was like, I can't wait to tell Hans about the Chippendale murders. Was it like, uh, it wasn't like a a Rust-style on-stage accident, was it? No, this is like fight over money and shit. Like, it's mafia shit behind the scenes. Yeah. Oh, all right. Makes sense. The hunks are fine. No hunks were harmed. In the making of the filming of the murder at Chippendales, I love it. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'll check that out. But I would. We were just like, and we were just laughing and cheesing. I was like, how come there's not like a? I was like, what would the hardcore, like ripoff of Chippendales be? And Ash and I were just riffing. I was like, would it just be the exact opposite? Like you know, because they show the clip from SNL with they got the tight black pants and the yeah, cuffs the cuffs and bow tie cuff, yeah. the collar and all that jazz and i was like what if you just go opposite and it's just like a guy in a sack and it's just bare naked from the waist down so are you talking about you got the playboy club the chippendales yeah. and then the penthouse club is like the full, penthouse version of would freaky. be like so dale's chips <laughs> you said dale and i was just like you got it's got to be dale something dale's Fish and chips. Dale and Dongs, I don't know. Well, there was that kind of traveling review, like you mentioned it. And again, I don't know, lit the world on fire, but a lot of highbrow people were like, are we going to go see that show where those uh, guys with uh, big hogs make balloon animals with them? (laughs) Right. Puppetry. Puppetry of the penis, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Poetry. That's a little strong. I want to see some character work, costumes. Yeah, I don't. You, know, you think some, they literally just walk out and stretch, Air Jordans stretches. and nothing else and stretch it out and make a heart? <laughs> just give me a second, would you? <laughs> I need a fluff. I need to be more uncomfortable. I need an unfluff. Oh, uh, yeah, that's. Yeah. The anti fluff. Poetry of the penis. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, my, my second recommendation is the. 2020. Oh, that's a good record. We got some good recommendations, folks. Good one. Well, you guys got some horror movies to check out. You still got a couple days. It's like uh, giving a wedding gift, right? You got a year. Halloween, you still got Mm -hmm. a few more days to watch those films. Go out, Nightmare on Elm Street, Funny Stunt Doubles. You got Chippendales, Murder Intrigue, uh, uh, Troll 2. Got a lot of good stuff to watch out there, folks. What do you say? Oh, God, I saw the worst costume real quick. Side note, and it was before Halloween. Costume. And it was just a woman out for a walk with one of those baby carriers in the front. Just her dog hanging (laughs) uncomfortably in this. I was like, that's not taking your dog for a walk. And that dog. (laughs) No, and that's not a costume. It wasn't small. It was like a greyhound, like just like hanging. Gravity was not kind to this thing being shoved in to what was clearly not a dog weird carrier that dog. probably some niche Sarong. company makes it was just a shackled dog 
I would not want to be that dog or that woman's lower back. I was just going to say, yeah, hunched over. How, how long before that, your back just starts seizing up? You're like, I shouldn't have put my fucking dog into my baby Bjorn. How long before that dog starts nipping at her parotid? <laughs> God, <laughs> just make it end. It's like that ch- chimp on antidepressants. That dog's going right for your face. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. Well, what do you say, man? Uh, well, I guess I will say I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's right. Thanksgiving. It's coming up, folks. Stretch those pants out. Get them ready, you slugs with goggles. <laughs> jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah.